<coughs> Hi, good evening. It's uh, Wednesday night, 8 o'clock in Yerushalayim. And we'd like to uh, learn a little bit about the parsha. The parsha is Chukat. And in the parsha of Chukat is this uh, amazing story about how Moshe and Aaron lost their privilege to come with Am Yisrael to Eretz Kena. It would seem to us that something terrible must have happened. And yet when we read the Psukim in the parasha, we don't really understand what it was that Moshe and Aaron did that uh, that all that as a result they received that awesome punishment. Let's look at the Psukim. Pasuk Zayin. By the way, Hashem and Moshe Lemor, the background is that Bnei Yisrael complained. Okay, they were, what are their talents? They were really good at complaining. They complained because they didn't have water in the way they used to have water. You know, when you want to complain, you can find something to complain about, even though it's not really worthy. It's not really a worthy complaint. So by the way, Hashem, so God, so Moshe and Aaron turned to God and said, "What should we do? What should we do?" I mean, they they kind of like the the end of the pasuk pasuk vav, which is not on the sheet. It says, "Vayiplul pinehem." That's a kind of code that the Torah has. Vayiplul, they fell on their faces. Means they they didn't know what to do with themselves. They didn't know how to express their leadership. I mean, why couldn't they just do something that would calm everybody down and would give them the opportunity to imagine that they were going to be a sa- saved by a Kodesh Baruch So let's go back to the Pasuk. So God tells them, he's going to tell them what to do. Take the staff. You know, there's a Moshe Rabbein had this staff, which he used and Aaron used in performing the miracles that got the Jews out of Mitzrayim. So kach is the first verb. Kach, take the mateh. The second, hakel et ha'eda. Bring them all together. All the the population of Israel. Atav Aaron achicha. And then the third thing is dibartem and then speak to the to this rock. They should all see it. They should all see what's happening. and the rock will give forth water. So kach, hakel, dibartem elasela, v'natan meimav, v'hotzeta lahem mayim minasela. You'll take for them water from this stone, vishkita, and you will uh, water. You will give them to drink the this community and their animals. And their animals. And the only thing Rashi has to say about all of this, about their animals, mikan shechas HaKadosh Baruch reading Rashi, Shel Yisrael, that God was concerned about, not only concerned about the people, but also concerned 
about their animals. Okay, good. I learned something about concern. Concern for property, concern for animals, but it's not relevant to the issue. God told Moshe Rabbeinu exactly what to do. Exactly what to do. And so in Pasuk uh, Tet, the ninth Pasuk, Vayikach, right, that's Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu Kach, and Moshe Rabbeinu Vayikach. He did it. He took the Mate, That's one. Vayakhilu Moshe Aaron et kahal el Pnei They brought everybody together, the people. They brought the people together. And he said to them, I want you to listen to me. I want you to meet the Morim. The Morim are the rebellious ones. The ones who kind of want to rebel against God because of the water. And so they asked the question, are we going to be able to bring water from this rock? Well, that wasn't in the deal. God didn't tell them to do that, but I don't think there's anything terrible about it, but he did it himself. He did do it, right? He did it. Rashi has something to say about this. If you look at the Rashi, if you look at the Rashi, Rashi says, Vayakhilu, uh, he starts off from that, Pomposuk 10, Vayakhilu brought everybody together, Kahal, they were a community. Uh, this is one of the places Shechzik Mu'atet HaMurubeh, Rashi says, with something, something, there's a lot more to it than what meets the eye. There's a lot here, a lot going on here. Okay? And what are the other things? They said, Moshe and Aaron said to Bnei Yisrael, Amin hasela So Rashi puts a, like a twist on it. He says, you know, why did they? What did they say that Amin hasela He says they didn't really know. They motion Aaron didn't really know which stone was supposed to give birth give forth water. Lefisha halacha sela, because the sela went away. Ve yashav lo It was sort of, the Rashi story is that there was a sela, one sela in the middle of nowhere, and that big rock was going to give forth water. But by the time Moshe and Aaron got to it, got to do it, got the mateh, collected the people, that cellar had disappeared amongst the other slaim, the other rocks. And when the at the same time as the well of Miriam departed, and the people would say to them, uh, what difference does it make? Malachem, Me'eza Sela, why do you are you concerned about which rock? You're going to give us water. And that's why 
uh, Moshe called them rebellious ones, Morim, the ones that were wayward. In, in, in other words, there's like a story in the story, according to Rashi. Moshe Rabbeinu didn't know what to do, so God told him, take the staff, get the people together, you'll talk to the rock and out will come water. He set aside to do all of that, to, so he got started, but then he realized that he didn't know which rock, or that, according to Rashi, the rock of water had disappeared, had disappeared. And that's why, and so the people kind of added insult to injury. And they say, what do you care? Get us, get us just water out of a rock. I mean, it doesn't matter which rock, any rock, right? Alternatively, Rashi says, the word hamorim in Greek means fools. I don't want to get into that, but I mean, you know that Rashi sometimes is willing to admit that there are other that there are foreign words in the Chumash, like sometimes Aramaic. This one is a is a Greek word, and uh, alternatively, again, Rashi says, "Morim et morehem." Morim it, uh, it it means they they kind of became the instructors of their teachers. Notzi lechemaim shalonitztavinu alav. Right, Hamina Sela Azesh, we bring forth water for you from this rock. We're not commanded about this rock. So, in, in, in other words, according to Rashi, according to Rashi, there was a double kind of doubt in the mind of, of Moshe and Aaron. First of all, he didn't know what to do. And even after God told him what he was going to do, he, there was some doubt that arose of which stone, where's the stone. And 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 how it's how it's all going to work. So we're up to we're up to pasuk eleven. There you go. So Moshe Rabbeinu raised his hand, and he struck this this rock. So Rashi says, "Lefisha berishona lohotzi eletipin." It says pa'maim. He hit the rock twice. So Rashi grabs onto that word twice, and he says the first time that Moshe uh, hit the rock, Lo Tzi Ela Tipin, only a few drops came out. The fish Lo Tzi because God did not order Moshe, did not tell Moshe to strike it, but rather he said Vidibartem Ela so the first time when Moshe Rabbeinu hit the rock, he wasn't following the orders of Hashem. Because Hashem said, speak to the rock. And Moshe Rabbeinu went and hit the rock. So only a few drops came out. Came out. But they spoke to a different rock. The Lohotzi. And he spoke to another rock and didn't get anything at all. They Amru Serich Lahakoto, maybe we should strike that rock also as we did with the first rock. As we did with the first rock, as it says Vikita Batsur. And it says in Shmot 
Vikita Batsur, and Rashi's Rashi reminds us that this problem came up once before, after Yitziat Mitzrayim, Vikita Batsur, so that the solution at that time was to hit the rock, and Nizdamein Lahem Otosela, they they saw the the same rock. And they hit it. The rock that they should have spoken to and they hit it. Why did they hit it? Because because that's what they did last time. Right? So they so here Rashi is trying to what is Rashi trying to do? He's trying to understand why Moshe Abedu did it. I mean God said to him clearly Vidibarta Velasela. And here it says clearly and a lot of a lot of uh, uh, a lot of water came out the second time. The first time they didn't get a lot of water, and the second time they did get a lot of water. But they solved the problem. So I had to stop here in the story and try to understand what it was that Moshe Rabbeinu did, I mean, it wasn't so terrible according to Rashi. Because even though God said it is also true that the last time in the book of Shemot when they had this problem of water and they wanted to get the water out of the out of the rock, they hit the, 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 the rock and water came out. So they thought naturally that that's what God expected them to do. To do the same thing they did last time. Um, this was uh, this was something of a problem. It's something of a problem, but uh, so uh, up. To, so we're sort of like it's unclear. It's unclear about the status of what Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron did until Pasuk twelve. Pasuk twelve says, "Vayom Hashem el Moshe Aaron." Yan Lohe B. I mean, this is a terrible accusation against Moshe and Aaron. Since you did not believe in me, Lachdisheni, to <coughs> sanctify God in the eyes of the Nei Yisrael, the punishment is Lotaviyu et Akalatel In other words, According to God's summary, this is the worst possible thing that Moshe and Aaron could have done. They they defiled the name of God. I mean, I don't, I can't say that I really understand what that means, but it sounds pretty bad. It's something that 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 you can't easily get over. Now, how did Moshe Rabbeinu? who was the one who received the Torah and passed the Torah on to B'nai Israel, and whose particular enterprise in life was kind of dealing with problems of of this sort that B'nai Israel brought up, how could he have gone so wrong? How could he have produced a situation where HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, Lo Mantembi, you didn't believe in me? I mean, what what could that possibly mean? So, we will look at Rashi, the last Rashi. Kilakatu, uh, the Rashi says. Right? If not for this sin, they would go into 
Eretz Yisrael. They wouldn't say that 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 they were like uh, the rest of the the generation that died in the desert. I mean, that's what it looks like. The the generation died in the desert rejected something that God told them that they would get. They would get Eretz Canaan. They rejected it. And Moshe Rabbeinu was supposed to go into Eretz Canaan, lead the Jews there. That was his the raison d'etre. So, so if not for this this uh, uh, transgression, they would have come into Eretz Israel. The people should not say that they were they were like the rest of the people who were not allowed. They were they died in the desert because they weren't able to. That God didn't want them to come to Eretz Canaan. This was the sin of Moshe and Aaron was so great that not only didn't they go into Eretz Israel, but it looked like they were in that category of the people who left Mitzrayim who did not trust in God, and so they died in the desert, and Moshe and Aaron, they also died in the desert. But since that sin was committed privately, so then the scriptures, the Torah, spared him. The Khan Shabimahmad Kol Israel. Here it was in the what they did was in public before everybody and that was really the the issue because when you do something in public it's different it's different if it's private between Moshe Rabbeinu and God they could they would adjudicate the matter somehow but in public a situation where people would never understand did not understand why did Moshe Rabbeinu change the directive that he received from God? Why? How could they understand that possibly? Lahakti Shani Rashi says, She'ilu dibarta If you had spoken to the rock, would see, Ayiti mikudash Water would have come out of the rock. After you spoke to it, I would be sanctified. That would be an act of sanctification. And they would have said, now this rock, it doesn't speak and it doesn't hear, it doesn't need support. Right? Even the rock does what God wants of it. Anu Every, even most more, we would also fulfill uh, his his command. So that Rashi says that had Moshe done what he was instructed to do, directed to do, then he would have produced the kiddush Hashem, because everybody would have understood that if the rock listens to God that we, B'nai Yisrael, should certainly listen to God. But if Moshe Rabbeinu hit the rock, 
instead of talking to the rock, it indicates somehow that Moshe Rabbeinu is not certain that the rock would listen. I mean, he wanted more power against the rock. Well, I, I, I don't think that I understand the Moshe Rabbeinu position so well. And you know that the commentaries, the commentaries have all adopted uh, different versions. Uh, the Barbanel, I remember, the Barbanel says that, well, God told him to take the staff. I mean, what was he supposed to do with the staff? So it's true that it said, but it also says, take the staff. So you could say, you could say that it was like a choice. It wasn't that, that the God said to him, speak to the rock. He said, speak to the rock and take the staff. So you could either speak or you could whack. So Moshe Rabbeinu decided first to whack and then to whack another one because he had some kind of an indicator for himself. For himself, he had an indicator that whacking the stone would be the better way to do it. But if it is true, as Rashi said, that Moshe Rabbeinu missed an opportunity for Kiddush Hashem, for sanctifying the name of God, by showing the people that even the stones pay, pay close attention to the divine, to divine will, even if, if that's actually true, then, so why did he do it? What did Moshe Rabbeinu want to accomplish? Was he so frustrated, so unhappy with his own success, with his ability to forge B'nai Israel into a Torah-true kind of unit, Tzvaot Hashem, to make the, 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 uh, the people of Israel into Tzvaot Hashem. Is that what happened? I don't know. I don't know which is true and which is false, but I, I just don't understand how these pieces fit together. I don't understand what Moshe Rabbeinu did that was so terrible. I understand it says in the Pasuk, but after all, a miracle is a miracle. People, people saw that the water came out of the stone, so what did they think that that's something anybody could do? That had nothing to do with God? Is that what they thought? Is that why Moshe Rabbeinu was punished? Because he led them astray in thinking something that was theologically incorrect or impossible? I just don't understand. I don't understand. In fact, it's so, you know, that the uh, Sefer Ikarim, Sefer Ikarim was written by Rabbi Yosef Alvo. The Sefer Ikarim offers the following attempt. And the Sefer Ikarim says that, you know, sometimes leadership has to override consultation. What did Moshe Rabbeinu do? The people came to complain and they argued they wanted to go back to they wanted to go back to Eretz Mitzrayim, right? All of that all of that uh, it was the argument of the Bnei Israel. That was the argument of Bnei Israel. So the Sefer Aikarim 
the Sefer Ikarim says. That the sin of Moshe Rabbeinu was vayiplu al pinehem. That they indicated to the people, they indicated to the people of Israel that they didn't know what to do. And that was, they should have known, they should have been able to say, we trust that God will show us the way. We have no question that we'll be able to deal with this problem. And so vayiplu al pinehem the Sefer Ikarim says that's the Avera. That's what they did that was that was wrong. And they point to Yoshua Benun. Yoshua Benun in the battle against the eye. When he saw that the night was falling and that he would not be able to uh, win in the battle by the time night fell. And you know, when night falls, it's over. You can't fight in the dark. So Yeshua Benun did not turn to God and say, what should I do? But Yeshua looked up in heaven and said, Shemesh begibon dom, v'yareach ve'emek ayalon. He said, the sun and the moon should stop wherever they are, and night should not fall until the war is over. Now, nobody told Yeshua Benun that God would be incomplete. Would be compliant with this idea. But Yeshua Benun had confidence that God wanted B'nai Israel to conquer the, the Canaanites. And this became a necessary part of the battle. So the Sefer Ikarim says that's what a leader does. And that's not what Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron did. They fell on their faces indicating that they didn't know what to do, that they didn't have a plan, that they didn't have a, an idea. Okay. We'll skip a few hundred years and see what Rav Nachman has to say about this problem. But I hope you all understand what the problem is. I mean, from the point of view of Moshe Rabbeinu, how did he make such a mistake? From the point of view of Atadosh Baruch what's the difference between water coming out of a rock? If you talk to the rock or if you hit the rock, what's the, uh, certainly the Sefer Karim? Sefer Karim has a good idea that Moshe Rabbeinu lacked leadership. Well, how come he lacked leadership all of a sudden? I mean, Moshe Rabbeinu was designated as the leader, as the person who would take B'nai Yisrael out of Mitzrayim, get them to Torah, and bring them to Eretz Kedah. He was the designated leader. He didn't say that he, he didn't know what to do. It seems a little strange. I understand the point. The point is a nice point that the Sefer Yikorim made. But I just don't think that that's our conception of Moshe Rabbeinu. We didn't look at it that way. So on the sheet, if you have a sheet, and if you don't have a sheet, you'll have to just listen. On the second paragraph, at Hanan al-Hashem Rav Nachman quotes 
the posuk in the beginning of the parsha of Etchanan in Dvarim, that where God confesses, where Moshe Rabbeinu confesses that he prayed to Hashem Ba'etahilemor. Now the word Etchanan is the same, the same root. Etchanan means to to pray, to beseech. I mean, one of those words. Well, it's hard to know exactly how to translate these these words, but it's also uh, in Hebrew the word tichina. A tichina is a like a prayer, a supplication, something that you might say to God. So that's what Chanan el Hashem ba'ita hilemor shetzarich ledaber tachnunim b'sha'ashrotzelomar. You have to speak Tachanunim. Now, in the Gemara, there are two kinds of prayers. Right? There's a prayer like Shmona Esrei, where each Bakasha, each Bakasha ends with the word, with the Bracha. And the people who established that Bracha were the Anshei Knesset HaGdolah, the ruling religious body uh, during Bayat Sheni, during the Second Temple, Second Temple period. But there's another kind of prayer, a prayer that's ad hoc, a prayer that each of us could say. And they are Tachanunim. And in fact, in the Gemara, in the Gemara, I think it, it seems clear that the, the best people for davening, the best kind of davening is a, a prayer that starts with Shmona Esrei and that adds on Tachanun. And we, when we say it, we say it in every morning, let's say on weekdays, we say Shmona Esrei, Chazorat Hashatz, and then we say Tachanunim, Tachanun, Tachanun, and Tachanunim. Right? We say, which are prayers add additional prayers, additional supplications that don't end with Baruch Atah Hashem, Shomea Tfila. So, Rav Nachman said, Tzorich ledaber tachanunim b'sha'ashur otzel omar. When you want to speak, you have to communicate with God. Kodem Adrush. V'zehu ta'ut sheta'a Moshe. This was Moshe Rabbeinu's mistake, Shachodesh Boruch Hu Amar LeMoshe, Kachat Amate, Vakhelat Aida, Vidibarta Lasel Aleinehem. Right? That's what he said. Take the staff, bring together all the people, speak to the rock Aleinehem. Sheikach. What is what is the Mate? What is he going to take? Kach. Sheikach memshelet uzo. He should take with him his power, his his monarchy, his power. Sheyeshlo bi mitzvot ubi masim tovim shelo. That come to him because of the way he lives, the way he acts. He does mitzvot. He does ma'asim tovim, v'akhelet ha'eida, and bring all the people together, 
as Hashem says to Moshe Rabbein, when you bring them all together, he says, after all, when you bring everybody, they're not all the same. Some are good people, some are not such good people. In order to uh, in order to break their wickedness. So it turns out that the conversation between HaKadosh Baruch and Moshe Rabbeinu according to Rav Nachman was a different conversation. Moshe Rabbeinu said there's evil, there are bad people in the community. I don't know how to make a good community out of that. And that's what Moshe Rabbeinu asked the Kodesh Baruch Hu. Not, how am I going to get water? Moshe Rabbeinu knew how he was going to get water. How do I know that he knew it? Because he already went through this once before at the time of Yitziat Mitzrayim. The people complained about water and Moshe Rabbeinu hit the rock and out came water. So Moshe Rabbeinu knew exactly how to get water. But by Yitluel Pudehem, there was something that Moshe Rabbeinu didn't know how to do. He didn't know how to exorcise the bad from the good. How to make a kahal. How to make a people that deserve to continue on the trek to Eretz, Eretz Kedan. Hakel ta'ida. Get them all together. B'shat hakel. Sheyesh v'gem ra'im. Tzirich mate oz. K'day lachniri shatam kanal. V'achakach. I'm continuing now. V'dibartem el ha-sela le'enehem. V'dibartem el ha-sela le'enehem. Dibarta el ha-sela le'enehem. So he says dibur. What does it mean? God says v'dibartem el ha-nachat. Nachat is pleasure. Right, that you will have pleasure from the community of Israel. It doesn't mean that you have to do something. But I promise you, God says to Moshe Rabbeinu, that if you bring them all together, there will be a togetherness there. Right? V'dibartem el ha'tzela v'dibur u'piyus v'chulei she'yishpoch you see where we're up to? Yishpoch tzicho utfilato v'tachanunin kedal u'chirash. He should pour out his words and his prayer v'tachanunin with supplications like a poor, a person who has no zchuyot, who has no mitzvot. El hasela hainu leiv ha'elyon Right, the, the highest level of the heart. They all see you davening, talking, speaking, trying to achieve something special. And he'll be able, Moshe Rabbi will be able through these supplications, through these takanunim, that's the Bartim el Asela. The Bartim doesn't mean the Avodah Zorah. Chas v'Sholom. 
that Moshe Rabbeinu is being asked to pray to the rock. V'dibartem, you'll speak standing in front of the rock and everybody will see that it's you that is making it happen. Right? She'yikasher t'asmon nishmatam kanal v'hu lo kenasa she'zachar tzu tuvo v'tzidkato b'shat filato. He didn't do that. He remembered the righteousness, the goodness, v'sha'at filato, and the time of his, uh, when he went to Davin, sh'lo ishtameshi mamateh b'shvil ha-kahal. He didn't use the mateh in order to create the kahal. El ishtameshi mamateh b'shat filato. But the mateh was there to help him to Davin. How so? Zebechinat vayara Moshe yado. Moshe Rabbeinu raised his hand. Yado zetfilato. Moshe katuv. So in in other words, Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman changes around the issue. The issue was not will Moshe Rabbeinu be able to take water out of the rock. Of course, of course he's going to take water out of the rock. He already did it. That's not a question. So if you ask yourself, Rav Nachman said, yes, so why did God tell him to do one and two and three and four? So the answer is because you need power. Because you have to change. Because what Moshe Rabbeinu did not understand was how would B'nai Yisrael change? It didn't matter. They came and they asked for water. So they'll give them water. So they'll have quiet for a couple of days. But then they'll ask for something else, and they'll feel that they are, uh, uh, they, they're not getting what they deserve. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to him, Mateh, that's the first thing. Hakel, that's another thing. Dibartem equals tefillah, tachanunim. People will say, will show you that you are a, a, a that you are uh, able to change the world through your speaking to God. And Moshe Rabbeinu was not about the Dibartem. And he hit the rock. And it was the wrong thing to do, but it was, there was nothing you could do after that. And that was called Chilul Hashem. So again, you see that Rav Nachman of Braslav hundreds of years after Rashi, sees it totally differently. And he says that Vidibartam al is the key to understanding what happened. And what is Vidibartam? It's about prayer. It's about tachanunim. Tachanunim are the additional prayers that come out of your heart. It's not the Shmona Esrei that is yours, that is personal, that comes from your heart, but it's the tachanunim that you add, which are the the heart of of who you are. And that's where Moshe Rabbeinu, where Moshe Rabbeinu made a mistake. But he knew that the miracle of the water would take place. What he didn't know was, how is he going to fix B'nai Yisrael? So Kodesh Baruch told him, Kach, and then 
the people will see what a relationship with God is about, and they will be able to adjust themselves in accordance with that relationship. So we have Rashi, and we have Rav Nachman. They're not from the same era at the same time, but they both try to explain away the same issues. Have a wonderful Shabbos. All